This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. Is there a movement on the part of social media industry leaders to stifle opinions they don't like, such as pro-life? Well, the evidence seems to indicate there is. LiveAction.org, which has the largest, most engaged following of all pro-life movements online, has been specifically targeted. Pinterest, YouTube, and Twitter have all attacked the site. In the case of one of these, LiveAction.org was labeled pornography. That particular platform later said the pornography label was an error, but was still taking action for what it termed conspiracy theories and anti-vaccination advice. Live Action vigorously denies those allegations. Live Action spokeswoman, Allison Santafonte, is my guest today on World's Lutheran News Digest. And now today's Fast Track. A Christian student group at Wayne State University will ask a federal court today to require public universities to treat religious student groups equally to other campus groups. In 2017, Wayne State University revoked InterVarsity Christian Fellowship status as a student organization because the group expressly required its leaders to embrace the Christian faith in alignment with the group's purpose. Up until that point, the group had been operating alongside dozens of other student groups for 75 years. Wayne State allows at least 90 student groups to make their own rules for leadership, groups ranging from fraternities to the Quidditch Club. These student groups select their own criteria for membership and are still free to meet as a group anywhere on campus. Liberty Council has asked a federal district court to forego a trial and order the city of Boston to allow its resident Hal Schertfels and his Christian civic organization, Camp Constitution, to fly the Christian flag on a city flagpole that Boston's open to hundreds of other organizations. The city censored the religious viewpoint of the flag that would have been raised only during a one-hour event held to commemorate the civic contributions of Boston's Christian community on Constitution Day, that's September the 17th. The city has allowed other civic and cultural organizations the freedom to raise their flags on the city flagpoles to commemorate whatever events are important to the organizations more than 300 times since 2005 and nearly 40 times just in the year preceding Camp Constitution's request. The city's application policy refers to the flagpoles as a public forum and open to all applicants. City officials have never denied the messages communicated by Boston Pride and the pink and blue trans gender flag, and even the flags of communist China and communist Cuba, but will not allow the civic and historical Christian message of Camp Constitution. First Liberty yesterday joined a lawsuit filed by Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton seeking documents from the San Antonio city officials regarding the city's decision to exclude Chick-fil-A from operating at the San Antonio International Airport. The city earlier denied the Religious Liberty Law Firm's request for records, which was similar to that of the Attorney General's. In April, First Liberty Institute attorneys requested from officials in San Antonio public records relating to the city's decision to ban Chick-fil-A from 
from the airport. Despite Texas laws that promote transparency and accountability, San Antonio officials sought to deny access to public records regarding the city's decision. The Texas Attorney General's office also requested records from city officials, filing its own lawsuit after the city sought to deny access to those documents. City officials have said they do not want Chick-fil-A at the airport because of its support for Christian organizations such as the Salvation Army. World Liquor News Digest will be back right after these messages. Listening to Worldwide KFUO on the go with your smartphone doesn't mean you have to walk around with earbuds all day. You can Bluetooth across the room to a speaker system in your home or listen on radios that have built-in smartphone cradles. There are many easy ways to listen to WorldwideKFUO.org on the air, online, and on demand. We proclaim the clear gospel message of Christ crucified for our sins. The messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO. Your smartphone takes you anywhere instantly. At a click, you can read, watch, or hear just about anything. Some websites are good, some are bad. Some sites truthful, and others are deceptive. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Hear the truth of Jesus daily on Worldwide KFUO. Using today's smartphone technology, KFUO brings the gospel to you wherever you are. KFUO is just a an average of 20 military veterans kill themselves KFUO. every day. Project Operation Barnabas is a network of LCMS congregations who reach out to veterans and their congregations and their communities with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Operation Barnabas is a program of LCMS Ministry to the Armed Forces. Find out more at lcms.org slash armed forces. Serving those who serve. LCMS Ministry to the Armed Forces. lcms.org slash armed forces. Hi, I'm Pastor Ted Lesh, pastor at Chapel of the Cross Lutheran Church in North St. Louis County, inviting you to listen to our KFUO radio worship broadcasts on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. Active worship, preaching, music, and singing are part of every one of our services at chapel. Join us Sunday nights at 6. It's one more broadcast worship opportunity for you from your friends at Chapel of the Cross and KFUO Radio. This is World Lutheran News Digest. This is Всемирная Лютеранская Новость. I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. For a long time, social media leaders have been suspected of censoring viewpoints of which they do not approve, specifically pro-life. One agency that has actually been targeted is Live Action. I have with me Allison Centavante of Live Action. Welcome to the program, Allison. Thanks so much for having me, Kip. Well, we've had a lot going on. For example, Pinterest actually labeled you, your organization as pornography at one point. Then they said, oh, no, it was a mistake. We actually meant to censor them because they, they talk about conspiracies and anti-vaccination advice. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go from there. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> okay, now the... The conspiracy, as I understand, is the is basically are the uh, things from uh, Center for Medical Progress, where there were the undercover videos that showed, indeed, that Planned Parenthood was selling body parts for profit. I have no idea where on earth this anti-vax thing comes from. I followed your site for a long time, and I've never seen anything on it about about anti-vax. 
Well, and you won't. Live Action is an organization that focuses on ending abortion. We do not take a position on vaccines and vaccinations. Uh, the only thing that you might find on our website is the discussion around whether some vaccines use the uh, the fetal stem cell lines from aborted fetuses. So we would say we would not be in favor of, of vaccines that use any part of an aborted baby, uh, but that is it. And so Pinterest, for those who are listening who aren't familiar with it, Pinterest is a social media website that allows you to share images and links to websites, almost like a scrapbook, like think of a digital scrapbook. And uh, an insider within Pinterest came out and exposed that Pinterest had added live action, the nation's largest pro-life organization online with over 3 million followers. They had added us to a blocked list of pornography sites. And as such, uh, no user could link to our website. And so he came out, his name is Eric Cochran. He taught, exposed that censorship. And when Pinterest was asked, you know, what's going on here? Instead of fixing a mistake, they acknowledged it wasn't a mistake. We, you're really on there because we really don't like you. They doubled <laughs> down and they banned us from the platform entirely, uh, which is in, insane for a couple reasons. Number one, if you go on Pinterest right now and you type in the word abortion or abortion pill kit, you will see hundreds of thousands of images and links that show you information on how to get an abortion and how to get an abortion pill, what to expect. But you go in and you would type in live action, you will not see any of our pro-life messages. And so we've been coming at this very much from a free speech position, which is if you're going to allow the speech on one side of this argument, you have to and should allow uh, the speech on the other side of this, which is the pro-life message. We were sharing images and links on there that were saying, love them both, choose adoption over abortion. We would share the videos that we have created that have received viral attention with over 140 million views, Kip. They can't be seen on Pinterest anymore because they they now have come out. At first, as you said, it was pornography. Now it's, it's this anti-vax thing, which we are not anti-vax. Um, so I think it's their attempt to try and shut down the effective work we're doing in changing hearts and minds on abortion. And perhaps that's why they're doing it. The the, the leaders are obviously uh, very much pro-abortion. I think we've seen that with with uh, people like Zuckerberg and other uh, other heads of these organizations. Twitter has also been active against live action. Apparently, your tweets with ultrasound pictures and fact checks of Planned Parenthood are listed as violating its hate content and sensitivity to policy. Yes, and in fact, Twitter has um, targeted live action and Lila Rose, our president and founder's account, for the pro-life messages that we share. And look, if some are listening and going, oh, well, it's just social media, who cares? The issue is that social media has become for many, their main source of news. The data shows that many are checking social media before they're checking any news station or news website. So you, me, or some others may find themselves doing that as well. This is where we share information. This is where we share what's going on in culture and news. And it's the marketplace of ideas. And so these platforms who have promised to be open platforms for the sharing of information to help us be more connected, to help us be more informed, like Twitter, like Facebook, like Pinterest, are now saying, actually, we don't want you to be informed on this one thing. We don't want you to be connected to people who are sharing this pro-life message. And 
for Twitter specifically, we have emails, and you can check those out at liveactionnews.org and just type in Twitter emails, and you'll see emails from account reps at Twitter saying, live action, you are not going to be allowed to advertise your message, which means you cannot put any money behind your messages. If you continue to talk about defunding Planned Parenthood, if you continue to show undercover footage inside the facilities, if you continue to show ultrasound images, the same time you and I, Kip, are excited to share on social media when, when this happens, pregnancies happen in our lives. And they've, in fact, said you need to redo your website and create a whole new platform, a mission, and a Twitter account in order to advertise on this platform. And that's not, we're not going to do that. We are dedicated to ending abortion. We have time-tested the messages, the information that we're sharing. It does change hearts and minds on life. And the irony of this whole situation, Kip, is that the reason our content changes hearts and minds on abortion is because most people don't know what even happens during an abortion. Most people aren't aware of the information that we're sharing. And that's why we see every day people saying, keep it up, keep sharing. I had no idea. I showed this to my daughter. I showed this to my mom. We will never, ever advocate for abortion again. So that's what's encouraging me here. But we need to be able to share this. So we are calling on these social media companies to do the right thing and allow our side of the message to be heard. How are we going to be able to do that? As you as you pointed out, one of the things that's happening is not just the censorship of sites such as yours, but also the demonetization of them, preventing them from making income that helps these centers go. The problem, uh, I believe, is that we've got these are private agencies and they control their own sites. So how can uh, how can you fight that? How uh, I, I'm tempted to ask is government intervention one uh, one aspect, but that could be unleashing a, a beast of its own. Right. Well, obviously, ideally, we would just want people to do the right thing. We would want them to both Twitter, Facebook, anybody to do the right thing and allow both sides of this. But at this point. And, and my president and founder, Lila Rose, wrote a great piece on this in, the, in USA Today. Your listeners can go check out. The issue is that these platforms are saying one thing and doing another. They're going before Congress and saying, no, we don't do this. We don't suppress certain speech. They're testifying under oath that that is not the case. And in reality, we have very proof. We have the emails to say, yes, they are. And so they're, everyone involved in their investment needs to know that they've invested in, in a company that is pretending to be a mere platform, but is instead acting like a publisher. And that's a dangerous line, and I want to make the, the difference clear. The, if you claim to be a platform, then you are just that. You, are, you don't face the same sort of issues when it comes to uh, you know, libel and copyright that maybe a publisher would. When Twitter starts acting like a publisher and they are saying, we're going to take more responsibility for this content and we're going to suppress certain views. We're going to exercise editorial judgment is what they're doing. Then they need to accept the liability that comes with that, that you are now opening yourself up to libel, copyright infringement, these things that these that are users on your platform are doing if you're acting like a publisher. So Twitter's behavior should cause everyone concern, not just for those of us in the pro-life movement, like we're getting at here, Kip. When a platform with more than 300 million users chooses to take sides on issues, that can have a negative impact on national conversations, 
our politics, our laws. And we don't want government enforcement to say you have to allow one side. We want it to be that both sides are heard. That will protect us all far into the future. We should all be wary when an entity that was supposedly created to democratize speech actually wants to control speech. So you're going to see in the next couple of weeks, Cruz has a hearing coming up on tech censorship um, that we're watching. This conversation is ongoing. And yes, we would, I, I, we would ask them, and we have asked the leaders of these groups to do the right thing. But when they go before Congress and they say that this isn't happening, but behind the scenes it is, then they're demanding they're demanding people bring it to their government officials' attention, and many have and many are. I'm reminded of the uh, hearings on tobacco some years back where the uh, CEOs of the major tobacco companies got up and swore under oath that tobacco was not addictive. And here we have the... Uh, the leaders of these organizations of these face of these uh, social platforms saying that they don't uh, that they don't censor it on political basis and yet the evidence as you pointed out from uh, from leaked emails and from uh, testimony from their own employees it's quite obvious that they do they i know absolutely do in fact go ahead sorry what was your question there kit well i was uh, i was going to say uh, it it, it for example, Planned Parenthood undercover videos are marked as harmful conspiracy. Apparently, sensitive terms include such things as Bible verses, Christian, Easter. It really sounds like something's being targeted. Yeah, absolutely. Pinterest uh, was exposed banning those very words and changing some of them, actually. Um, when you went and typed in Bible verses, it would change the spelling of it. Um, it's just, it's very sneaky ways to... to have users not have access or see the things that they are actually looking for. We saw this year with YouTube, another issue. YouTube is the second largest search engine next to Google and is owned by Google. And YouTube, a, a slate writer actually wrote to YouTube saying, I don't like what I find when I search the word abortion on YouTube. And within three days, Kip, it was changed. They didn't see the same pro-life relevant material like live actions abortion procedures videos, which I mentioned earlier, live actions abortion procedures videos have received over 140 million views. And it, it's a medical animation of what happens during an abortion because so many do not know and they want to know. And it used to be in the top search results when you search that on YouTube. But this slate tech reporter took it upon herself to have that message suppressed. We have not yet received any answers as to why that happened. But Ben Shapiro and others, Mike Huckabee and others who were on the top search results, now it'll take you a little bit to find those same videos. They've been replaced by more pro-abortion videos instead. And so we're seeing tech, people with inside tech, I don't think they're all bad. I think that there's some people that that do want to suppress this message. And then my message to them would be this. You, You can try and do that now, but... We would, we would be the first, free speech advocates would be the first to make sure that that doesn't happen to you when the tables turn, should the tables turn, right? If you believe in free speech, then you believe that you should have the right to argue and, and persuade based off of the tenets of your argument, not based off of coercion or deception, which is exactly what's happening. You are coercing algorithms 
to, to show messages that you want to see, and you're deceiving viewers by not allowing them to see what they, the, the full spectrum of information. So we would be the first to come to their defense if, if a government or, or these big entities were doing it to them as well. Well, something that uh, I find uh, disturbing, we're going now in, into an election cycle next year. Now, Google, Facebook, and Twitter and Twitter actually interfered in the 2018 abortion election in Ireland. And I think they were quite upfront about that. They suspended all advertising related to the subject. That meant that the only information that was getting out was pro-abortion information from the Irish mainstream media. And as you know, the vote went down to legalize abortion now in the Republic of Ireland. But as I said, we're coming into a new election now, and there's been a lot of controversy about whether or not our elections were perhaps interfered with by uh, by other powers. And I'm wondering uh, here about the possibility that uh, Google, Facebook, Twitter, and others might be trying to sway the American election. Well, you saw the same report I did, Kip, and they are now admitting that they were involved, which was a big pro-life or pro-abortion battle. Um, And so we have the tea leaves, right? We don't have to guess anymore. We see what's going on and how they're working. And everyone should take notice. There's a petition on Live Action's website. They can go ahead and sign, as well as calling your member of Congress and making sure that they know you care about this tech censorship. Ted Cruz is doing a great job. Senator Josh Hawley is doing a, a great job on this. And continuing to share this information organically will be what changes hearts and minds, that one-on-one interaction of, of a person coming to another person and making sure that they understand what's at stake here, why abortion is the greatest human rights issue of our time, because every child that is lost is a child with potential. It's a child that has a future and should have a chance at that future. They are the most exploited, targeted, vulnerable demographic in our family, our human family, and until we speak up for them, we don't have the same moral foothold to say that we care about life, we care about innocent children, and I welcome those who are concerned about these other issues to join us in this fight for life. We must bring peace to people that have done nothing wrong in these preborn children and do everything we can to make sure moms and families are supported in choosing life, in understanding their bodies, in understanding sexuality and pregnancy, and are given the support that they need to make good choices that lead them to flourishing and human thriving, and that are not told any longer that you must pit yourself against a child in order to succeed. As a young woman, It is so unjust, so unfair to hear the powers that be, media, Planned Parenthood, cultural elites, tell me that I, the only way I can succeed in life, Kip, is to make myself like a biological man and ensure I never, ever have children. And and if I do happen to get pregnant, that I must ensure that I can tear that child limb from limb, ensure it does never gets a chance at life so that I can succeed. No way. Mother Teresa said that the greatest threat to, the greatest destroyer of peace today is abortion. And that's still true. We must make sure that our women can thrive as women, 
can thrive as mothers. It's the only thing that got us here, you and me, Kip, and we want that, that to continue. Could you explain a little bit uh, about this hearing that Senator uh, Cruz is holding? Sure. So that is, uh, I believe, next week on July 16th. We know that um, Dennis Prager will be testifying before com- Congress as well. And uh, Lila Rose, our president and founder, has done a great video with PragerU. This PragerU is an online social sharing site. They do a lot of great educational videos. And Lila's video has been blocked from being advertised there on that platform. Uh, PragerU has experienced this in a big way as well. So I encourage people to to encourage that and to tune in. And I thank Senator Cruz for the leadership that he's taken on this issue. Could you uh, talk a little bit about your site? Because you've got many, many resources that are available to people there. Could you uh, explain that? Absolutely. LiveAction.org and LiveActionNews.org are two great places to find out more about the life issue. Any questions you may have, you can find answers there. We are dedicated to ending abortion and exposing the abortion industry. We're really excited to have launched our ambassador program this year. Our ambassador program is meant for anyone, students, moms, dads, leaders, to know more about this issue, to get trained on how to talk about this issue and all of the ways that we know at Live Action to change hearts and minds. So I uh, encourage anyone to go on and sign up, and we will be in touch soon after they fill out their application. And you work uh, and and, uh, commit liaison with a lot of other organizations, I believe, as well, that are dedicated to the same end. We do. We all work together towards this great goal, um, and I look forward to the day where, you know, we can uh, redirect our efforts to another issue. But for right now, this is the most pressing human rights issue of our time. So, we, yeah, we cheer on our allies in this fight as well and are really excited about some of the projects we all have coming up. Is there anything else coming up from uh, live action that we should be aware of? Uh, to stay informed, sign up at liveaction.org for our emails. Um, and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And um, I'll let you know as well, Kip, as soon as some some neat things break. Well, thank you very much, Allison. I appreciate you being on this program and shedding some light on this situation. It certainly is very troubling. Thank you so much. We need more people like you. Thanks. Thank you very much. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.